This is the Off Your Mind Podcast. Sit back, relax, and lock yourself in for highs, lows, laughter, and possibly a few tears. After you've taken it all in, please subscribe and leave a review. And remember, live well and be grateful. Welcome back to Off Your Mind, episode four. We have a very special guest today. She's played 92 games in the W League for Adelaide United, where she was captain, Melbourne Victory, Canberra United, and Melbourne City, and also has signed overseas for Hyundai Steel, Steel Red Angels. And she has just recently won the W League with Melbourne City and was runner-up in the 2014 Asian Cup and currently has five caps for her country playing for the Matildas. Emma Checker, welcome to Off Your Mind. Thanks, guys. Thanks well, for having welcome. me. Oh, it's been great to get you on. Yeah, good to speak to you. Um, there's a little segment that we start with the episode. Um, we start, and it, it comes at a pretty good time, obviously, with this coronavirus stuff. Um, just a quick little question. What are you grateful for at the moment? Yeah, um, good question. I actually had surprisingly a moment this morning where I went through that because I felt um, the last few days like I kind of got stuck in a little bit of a rut with what's been going on. Um, And it's actually really coincidental. I wrote down five things this morning and they were simply just that I have really good health. Um, I'm supported and loved and um, I've, you know, I mean, I, I have a place that feels like home, that is home, you know, food to eat, water, running, all of those yep. just simple things. And I think they get overlooked at a time like this when really they're the main things that matter. And I think just good health is definitely the the biggest one there and that everyone around me has good health. A hundred percent. I found it. Yeah. I've spoken to Clay recently as well. He's obviously over in America and he's mentioned the same things. Obviously yourself being an athlete, it's hard not being able to go and see the team and sort of train and that sort of stuff. Obviously you've just finished your season, but training is obviously plays a big part in off season as well. But yeah, he's obviously, he's finding that quite hard at the moment as well. So yeah, that's good. Um, So walk us through your soccer career. Uh, Obviously growing up, uh, we went to school together. You were a very athletic person. Um, And obviously your dad, Tony is quite into his athletics within the state. Um, How did playing soccer come about? Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't necessarily come about because I was around it family-wise. No one in my family had ever played it. I, it honestly just started at school. Um, yeah. And I went to St. Peter's Woodlands before Emmanuel where um, I played school soccer. And then it it started to progress once I got to Emmanuel. And, it, yeah, it wasn't until I just played Sapsaza-level soccer at school that I realised it was something I really enjoyed. And um, it definitely progressed to being something more than I thought it would be initially and much quicker than I thought. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, something to be grateful for. I'm grateful that I was given the opportunities when I was young and to be at such a privileged school that allowed me to be exposed to playing sport at that level because, you know, if, if I wasn't exposed to it in that way, I, I wouldn't have been able to create the pathway that I've ended up on. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Um, another little game we also like to play is a bit of word association. So I'll give you three words, and then first thing that pops into your head. Uh, first one, football. Oh, um, as in you want me to? Do you want me to respond with something that it makes me think of, or? Yeah, just the first thing that comes into your head. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, family. One of the most important things in my life. And love. Uh, 
it's getting me through the current situation. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to pop straight into it, really what this show is all about, um, raising issues around mental health. So we've got a few questions here for you. So the first one we were going to ask you about was your parents' separation and sort of how that affected you and how you got through that tough period. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for me, I was fortunate to go through it at a time where I was of an age that I could really understand. Um, yep. And I think, I, again, I'm, I'm really fortunate that my outlook was always to have their best interest at heart. And, you know, I, I could see that both of them were living a life that wasn't as fulfilling as it should have been. And as, you know, for me, it, it was more about, you know, I, I actually wanted that for them and I don't think there was any part of me that felt like it, it wasn't what I wanted because I knew it was the best for them and for the family and, you know, for everyone. And whilst obviously it brought about challenges and most specifically for the two of them, it I feel like I've been really okay throughout that period because I've been able to see them both grow and, you know, become much happier since that. And they're, they're able to become themselves and find themselves again. And I think it was something really important for them to go through. And yeah, my brother and I are both really happy that they've done that because it's, it's definitely been the best thing for everyone. Yeah. And you and your brother able to support each other through that as well. Cause you were both a bit older. You can understand it a bit. Yeah, and I mean, Jordan still lives at home with mum and so he's, and I've, you know, I've been gone for, I don't even know, maybe seven or eight years now. So it, for me, I was probably a little bit more removed from it than he was, but, you know, he, we're, we're very close and have each other's back. So I think even if there were times where it did start to get challenging, we supported each other through that anyway. Did, have you found that like um, playing soccer at such a high level that that's been a great outlet for you with things if the, if you ever... I don't know, in a troubled time, going to training and stuff like that has really helped you clear your mind and sort of think of other things apart from what actually is happening? Absolutely. It's it's a huge outlet. And it's, I mean, I think for me, I exercise alone is a big outlet, but when you can do it at that level and it's it's competitive and it's enjoyable and yeah, and I think that's why I did have a few days recently where it became a lot because I feel like I've lost that outlet and yeah, it's hard yeah. to replace that outlet with other things because it doesn't quite feel enough. And, I mean, everyone has has an outlet in their own way, but I think exercise is a big one and having soccer to, you know, to change, you know, fix your mindset and get out there and it kind of wipes everything. You forget everything while you're on the field and I think any athlete can relate to that you you're in the moment and you're present with what you're doing and it, it nothing else around you matters at that point yeah sure okay the next question um obviously at the moment you've got a beautiful partner in Mandy um how was the conversation earlier when you came out and with your family and your friends did you find it hard or did you find it easy because I know a lot of people growing up um find that conversation incredibly hard to have obviously you've mentioned that your family was such a big support with you was that conversation made easier because of this or was it still quite hard for you yeah I mean I first had that conversation with my family when I was 17 and it was yeah it was challenging and I think it doesn't really matter what age you are that conversation's hard um and it definitely it wasn't smooth sailing right from the start um and it yeah, it was a it was a bit of a battle for a little while, but I knew that I knew that it would come through and it eventually did. And, you know, I'm in a place now where my family are really involved 
in every part of my life and and really involved with Mandy's life as well. So it's, you know, things are very easy now and it obviously did bring about challenges, like I said at the time, but I'm fortunate enough to have parents and a brother that just understand, you know, I'm I'm just doing me and I'm I'm happy and I'm not harming anyone in the process of that. And Absolutely. definitely supported in every way through that now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So on you and your partner, um, just want to know how it's been in isolation. Obviously you travel a lot through your job and is it you great for the time you've had to you've been able to spend with each other? Has it sort of been a blessing in a little way for you? Yeah, we've had some, you know, really special time, but I, you know, I think it's, it brings about challenges as well, but in a good way, because like you said, I'm, I'm so used to traveling and used to, you know, being away or at training or with the team. And, you know, we're, we're not used to being in the same house all the time together. And you know, she's a lawyer and works full time from home. So it's, there's a lot happening and it's, it's busy, but it's, I think it is really important. And the last few days while I was feeling in the place that I was, it it was a good reminder of, you know, what matters and what's important. And yeah, I feel supported and it's definitely been a time that's brought us closer, even though it's brought about more challenges. Yeah. Learning experience. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot of people I think as well. Um, back on, back on you and your partner and obviously your sport, how was, or how do you think the pressure of sexuality comes into it with women's sport? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's always conversation around it and I think people naturally have a view on women's sport, you know, being that way and I think it's, you know, it's understandable in the sense that it it is a, a big part of women's sport but I, I it does still bother me in a way that it changes the angle that women's sport is viewed from um, yeah, sure, and I, sure. I don't believe that it is because of sport that, people are this way and I certainly don't believe it's because I play sport that this is how my life has ended up and so I, I try and you know leave that attachment separate and not you know try not to join them too closely together because it's just for me I see them as being both really separate parts of my life um, yep. and you know I don't think one needs to impact the other necessarily as long as both are supported. Yeah, for sure. And just on that, I've, I mean, I've had some friends in women's sport in Adelaide. And is there any sort of inside the inner sanctum through teammates and whatnot? Is any pressure within there between players? Because I have, I've had conversations with friends here, and sometimes there is there is a pressure from other people within your own team sometimes. Because if there's a majority of one in one way, that can put pressure other people as well yeah I mean I, I definitely do think that unfortunately that's that does happen sometimes but I think once you know once you reach a certain level where you're surrounded by adults and you know mature adults it, it doesn't become the case and I know in my yeah. team at Melbourne City there's absolutely none of that and you know yeah. we've got we've got a one of our players without naming her has been happily in a relationship with a guy for six years now and she's fully embraced within the team and her partner's accepted in our team just like anyone else's partner is and you know there's we've got all ends of the spectrum we've got you know with guys for six years married to a female all of the above and it's just it's very inclusive and I think that's one thing I love about my team and I love about sport is that it, it all shapes and colors are welcome it's you know nothing's seen as different or not okay it's all accepted it's all welcome and yeah there's just a lot of different you know different parts that come together yeah, yeah. that's the way it should be so you've got a great dynamic there so back onto your 
your sport, especially from a young age. Obviously, going to school with you, we saw that you really excelled early on. So was there pressure to pursue other things within athletics or other sports or just pressure on yourself to succeed, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely felt pressures. Um, and, I mean, sometime, most of the time they were really positive ones, but, you know, there's definitely times where they, as a kid, they can get the better of you. And I, I think, you know, most young athletes will be able to relate that when you're young, it's really hard to process those pressures and know how to turn them into to positives. Um, and, but again, like I'll always go back to, I'm, I've been fortunate enough to, I've always had really good support around me that, you know, makes everything feel okay. And it mellows everything out and keeps you grounded. So whilst I've felt like I had pressures when I was younger, it was always made to feel bearable. And I think it, it fuels you and drives you to be better. And yeah, I've just always used that as motivation to know that I am capable of more. And even now I still don't think I've reached even close to my full potential. So I've, I've still got pressure on myself and I've allowed outside pressure because it motivates me to be better. Perfect. Um, so obviously you're now a New Balance uh, athlete. How, how is that? How did that come about for starters? And um, are there, again, are there any pressures behind being a signed athlete with a brand like that? Because obviously New Balance is a massive sporting brand. I was really fortunate when I I was coming back from my knee reconstruction when I lived in Canberra and I met um, a manager through a mutual friend who had a connection with New Balance and it was actually just coincidental that I, she, well, she helped provide me with boots when I was coming back from that game, yeah. and uh, sorry, from that injury and it, it just simply started with me wearing those boots that she gave me and through, through that it grew and it was seen that I was wearing them and I you know, have just developed a really special relationship with the brand now. And um, I see the guy that overlooks everything for me as a friend. He's, you know, they're they're a family-run business and it's, it's a really special part, again, of my life. I've been with them for a number of years now and I've travelled to America with them twice. And, I yeah, I love their values. I love the people who are involved and I love what they believe in. So for me, it's it goes beyond just a brand relationship. I, I actually really value what they stand for. Yeah, and for for people looking outside in, um, obviously they see you posting photos for New Balance and whatnot. But what are the actual responsibilities behind being a um, an athlete that is signed with a brand like New Balance? So there's obviously I've seen a lot of photo shoots and stuff like that. Is is there a lot of you have to go into them and sort of speak with them quite a lot, or is it just is it background noise a bit like most of the time? Um, I see it, well, for me, it involves a lot of conversations, but that's what I enjoy. And I, I like having that communication because it makes me feel connected to what I'm representing. And, you know, they take a genuine interest in me and what I'm doing as well. So I think that's what makes the relationship so special is actually having those conversations and connections. And that's, yeah, I mean, I don't feel any pressure behind the relationship. It doesn't add any, you know, extra pressure to what I normally do it's it's support for me and they support me in every way and you know it's I, I want to then support them in return and so yeah. it's a two-way relationship that's made really easy when both want to be part of it for sure so we know you're also studying um firstly it's a bit of a long-winded question but what are you studying and how are you balancing that with your work and sort of spending time with your partner and with your family um, I'm doing a business degree um, at the moment and I'm doing it very slowly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
but the main yeah I mean the main purpose of it is not for me to have a degree right now it's it's you know knowing that I can't I can't be an athlete forever and no one can so I when I did my ACL that was probably my first moment of truth that you know being an athlete wasn't going to be forever so that was when I became a PT and then when I was in South Korea and facing some more challenges I realized that not necessarily did I need more but I wanted more so yeah I chip away at it and it for me it's a healthy balance it keeps you know me balanced in a way where my mind is active away from football so it doesn't you know necessarily add pressure it just creates a stable you know balance in my life yeah awesome and sort of right now how are you coping it's obviously some extreme circumstances we're all going through but sort of how is everything played out for yourself in the last couple of months and what are you looking forward to after this is all sort of lifted? Um, it felt, I found it really hard going into it because we, we played in a grand final the day before the restrictions came in here and it, uh, it felt like a big anticlimax. We, you know, it felt like it should have been one of the biggest games in our careers. And it was, it was very hard to come to terms with the way it was played and the circumstances we played under and to, kind of miss the feeling of embracing the success and celebration was tough. So I think I I found that hard initially and I think you played in front that, of no fans, didn't you? Grandfather. Yes. Yeah, yeah have, that means you could have two family members each and that was it. So it was um it was yeah, it was strange yeah. <laughs> in short. Um yeah. and you know, to score a goal, like have the team score a goal and it be silent and win and it be silent and it was it was just been quite eerie yeah it was it was eerie is the perfect word it just didn't feel right but at the same time we just had to flick a switch and realize that the importance behind the game was the same and this achievement behind it was also the same and i think once i accepted that you know i i started to things started to look up and then I'd, I'd kind of, it was like a wave and I think it still is a roller coaster for me. I have days where I'm, I'm really good and I'm training every day still, fortunately, with a guy that um, plays in MPL here that lives around the corner from me. So I'm, I'm lucky to have him to train with and Mandy and I, you know, have some equipment in the garage that we can do gym for. So it's not, I'm not totally missing out. I just really miss the team aspect and I had every intention on being overseas for the off season. So it's yeah. just it's you know just changed my plans massively but at the same time i'm i'm just still coming to terms with that um just another question i haven't got this written down but i was quite interested in it what do you think uh achievement wise and emotionally was the biggest part of your or has been so far the biggest part of your career and what do you think was probably your lowest point of your career um i mean my biggest achievement absolutely would have been my debut with the Matildas um yeah that was just a standalone massive achievement and then as a team I would definitely I would go with the current championship that we just went through because it was you know it was it wasn't just an out of the blue championship win it was the most consistent and dedicated team I've ever been a part of and the feeling of you know we were undefeated and won the double so it was just that a lot that whole season was another big achievement um and i mean my biggest challenge definitely it would have been when i was in south korea um yeah. i wouldn't yeah i would see that as a being a challenge above my acl actually because 
I was in a foreign country, none of my teammates spoke fluent English and I actually ended up injured for six of the eight months that I was there. Yeah. So yeah. I only yeah. played three games and only one league game while I was there. So that was, yeah, that was a battle. Um, um, we spoke to, yeah, we spoke to Marcos. I'm not sure if you've heard it. We spoke to Marcos in episode two and he said when he was in China, um, he got injured and it was quite hard for him to get back on the field. Have you, did you find much difference between the, um, the medical attention over here um, compared to over there? Yeah, it's massively different. I Like, for example, I had to get an MRI and the way their health system works is f- for whatever reason, it's cheaper that you stay in overnight for an MRI. So I got dropped off with I had no Wi-Fi and I didn't have a Korean SIM card and I somehow found out I was spending two nights by myself in a shared room with four randoms in a Korean hospital to get an MRI. And so that alone was, I knew it was going to be a long haul. And I had, I was getting physio treatment every day that I I didn't even know what it was doing because she couldn't tell me. And it was, you know, it was, it, I was just constantly in doubt that things weren't the way they should be. And I Mm -hmm. think it, it was really hard for me to trust what I was being asked to do. But at the same time, I drove myself insane if I was doubting and not trusting her. So um, it was, yeah, I would say that that eight month period was the hardest part of my career, but I always have to back it up with saying it was the best eight months of my career at the same time, because I learned more in that eight months than I could have ever learned anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, uh, you've obviously noticed the American soccer team are pushing for equal rights within the game. Um, equal, pay. equal pay, sorry. Um, h- how do you think that women, where do you think women's sports is going in the future? Do you think at the moment it isn't equal? Um, just what are your thoughts on it all? Um, I Well, my first answer is I, I always try to be unaffected by the situation it's in, in the sense that I have an opinion, but I you know, try not to let it change the way I approach the game because yep. it, it is hard. And yep. Yep. Um, I think the, well, firstly, the big positive is, is I think we are, we're progressing. Um, and, you know, when I compare to, like I've played nine nine seasons in the W League now and when I compare yep. to my first, it's, you know, things have changed massively and it's gone from I earned nothing in my first season in W League to now we've got, a really good minimum wage and girls can come in knowing that they've got some financial support. And um, so in terms of our league, it's progressed. And I look at the national team since I came in, it was the same. It wasn't guaranteed payment to now really good minimum standards. But, you know, on the flip side of it, though, I I do still believe we've got a really long way to go. Um, yeah. And I, whilst I try not to use the word equal in terms of payment, it's just it would we just need to reach a point first that's fair on the freaking yep. effort that we're putting in. And cause it just feels like it can feel like a lot for little reward, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we're all really focused on the fact that we're progressing and the more we continue to succeed, the more likelihood things will change. And I think that's the best way we can approach it is just, you know, working hard, training hard and winning games and performing on a world stage because then people can't say no. Yeah. yeah, and you got people like Sam Kerr now playing in the Premier League and playing for massive clubs that people can sort of have a connection to, relate to, because they've obviously are big clubs in the men's game. So that, that that's pushing it a long way as well. 
Yeah, it's massive. And, I mean, Sam alone has done big things for not only our sport but women's sport here, I think. And, you know, she's the first of many. So I think it's the right stepping stone and all it takes is a few more and, you know, things start to change. So she's definitely done a lot for the sport and, you know, it builds a lot more recognition around the whole team, let alone just her. So it's, yeah, we're definitely getting there. It's just a work in progress. Yeah, and you can see from the games that the Matildas just played I think it was earlier in the year or late last year, and they had massive crowds. They sold out, and you can just see how far that's come, even in the last sort of five, ten years. Well, it's exciting. People, you know, it's the last couple of years. People, people know who the Matildas are now, and it's, you know, I think uh, compared to when I first came into the team, no, it was, you know, they were the national team, but they weren't known, and there wasn't a big, you know, hype around it. Whereas the games are exciting now. Like when we played Chile last year, it was. In uh, you know Sydney and Adelaide, both games were really exciting, and you know it was loud and there was a hype, and you know it was spoken about. So I think the fact that we've come that far in such little time only means we are going to continue to grow and progress really quickly now. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, I think we covered everything that we want from you, and thank you for being so candid and yeah. so open with us. Because um, to be honest, me and Pierce were a little sort of nervous about how this would go but you've been unbelievable in answering everything we had for you so thank you so much oh you're welcome i was looking forward to it i'm always happy to be open i'm <laughs> an open book <laughs> well thank you very much thank you for giving us your time um especially in this situation and yeah we really appreciate it thank you for coming on yeah thank you thanks for having me thank you for listening in we hope you enjoyed the show And remember to subscribe and leave a review.